Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, heard on Chorus Radio. It's a travel show where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. Have you ever thought to yourself, I wish there was a travel website that had all the information you need about the COVID pandemic when it pertains to airlines and hotels and the destination you may be going to to find out about all the different protocols and restrictions in place? Well, there is one. The folks from Travelport have put it all together. So in a few moments, we'll find out more about that. Then we'll head to the Wedgwood Hotel and Spa in Vancouver to congratulate them on being named TripAdvisor's number one luxury hotel in Canada recently. And a bit later, we'll talk with the folks from Explore Edmonton. Since this is the summer of the road trip and staycations, we'll get some ideas on doing a quick road trip there or staycation. But as I mentioned, we're going to start things out this week talking about a COVID information travel page that's a wealth of information for anyone thinking of traveling during the pandemic, it was created by the folks from Travelport. So here to explain how it works and how helpful it can be is Marita Baker. She's the Vice President and Managing Director for North America at Travelport. The website in question is travelport.com slash COVID-19. Hi, Marita. Hello, Randy. Uh, let's talk about uh, Travelport in general so people have an idea of what Travelport is. Uh, give us some background on it. Travelport, we are a technology company, and our main purpose is to make the experience of buying and managing travel continually better for everyone. We operate a travel commerce platform providing distribution technology and solutions for the global travel and tourism industry. Cool. Well, one solution you have for people that are uh, wanting more information on, you know, just general safety measures with the airlines and hotels and uh, travel-related matter matters is your recovery safety measures uh, webpage. Uh, tell me a little bit about how that came about then. I, I will. So uh, when the pandemic began, and, and certainly back in March, there were a lot of changes and a lot of different challenges and information that was bombarding the industry in ways that we had never seen before. And it was very challenging for the travel industry, our travel agency customers, uh, both online and offline, as well as our suppliers, to be able to communicate all of the changing policies all of the information around restrictions, government changes, lockdowns, safety measures, et cetera. And so we created, and we were the first technology company in the travel industry to create a microsite with comprehensive and vital information and resources for people to be able to get accurate and up-to-date travel information all in one place. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, for everyone to use, right? You can just click on there, as I did, and if I'm interested in flying on any particular airline, I'm just going to use Air Canada, for example, because it has, has, happens to be uh, just by um, alphabetical order, one of the top ones there. And it's basically just a link that goes to the Air Canada website. So, so you, you have really quick access to just about all the airlines around the world, right? You're right. Uh, Randy, there is a plethora of information on the site, which is open to the public. Anyone can view it. Some of the information are linked specifically to the airline's COVID site information directly to them. Other uh, links to information around, for example, immigration and visa suspensions, entry restrictions, 
lockdowns. And then there's also what we've come out with to help the recovery and travel and help boost the confidence for travelers to feel safe when they're traveling. Uh, Our initiatives of the world's largest airlines with our health and safety tracker to provide in a very um, simple visual format where we update regularly what those airlines are doing for safety. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not a link off, but rather by carrier, whether they're using face masks, socially distancing, seating, temperature checks, those kinds of criteria for, for safety for airlines, uh, very easily visibly available on the site as well. And because of that, uh, I imagine it's probably updated regularly because you're just go- going by what the information is on those links. That is correct. So, um, again, as I mentioned, a lot of different resources and information. It, everything is updated regularly. Some information is daily, some is weekly, and some is anything in between. Uh, and so we mark that very clearly as well on the website so that you can see when it was last updated and how frequently we are updating. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, just in general, and I know you're a tech company, but uh, how how often do you have any numbers of how people, how many times people are are clicking onto this site and and researching travel? We we do. So our technology measures and keeps track of the number of searches that travelers do, the number of bookings travelers do. But this microsite specifically, of course, is for research and information. And on this microsite, we've had over 100,000 visits to the hub site. Well, I guess uh, that's good news in a sense because people are curious and curious on, you know, if they're going to be flying anywhere or going anywhere or staying at a hotel somewhere, they want to know ahead of time. Absolutely. It's really important. There's so much information and a lot of restrictions right now that are key in travel planning that hadn't been considered before. One of the greatest features we have is an interactive restrictions map. It's a map of the globe and it allows anybody who's looking at it to certainly zoom right down to um, a country or even a province or a state that they're interested in and click on that geographic area to understand all sorts of information around lockdowns, quarantine measures, flight restrictions, really super helpful. Uh, You can find more information on the Travelport website. It's travelport.com. Just click on the links of uh, all the information you're looking for. And Marita Baker is the uh, VP and Managing Director for North America at Travelport. Again, that website, travelport.com. Thanks for your time, Marita. I I appreciate it. My pleasure, Randy. Well, the Wedgwood Hotel and Spa in Vancouver was recently named TripAdvisor's number one luxury hotel in Canada. So I thought it would be a good idea to congratulate them on their award and find out more about the hotel and spa. So here to tell us more about the Wedgwood Hotel and Spa in Vancouver is the general manager. He's Glenn Elider. Their website is wedgwoodhotel.com. Hi, Glenn. Hello, Randy. How are you? I'm well. Congratulations on being named the number one luxury hotel in Canada by TripAdvisor. Must be pretty exciting. We are delighted to uh, to have that award and, and that accomplishment. It's uh, 
you know, it's nice to have some good news these days, that's for sure. <laughs> well, for sure, right? Uh, did, did you know it was coming? Like, did they uh, say, hey, you're one of the top five, you're being considered, whatever? Or just this come out of left field for you? You know, it, uh, it comes right out of left field. I think usually with the history of TripAdvisor, around February, they come out with all of their uh, Traveler Choice Awards. And this year, you know, with the pandemic, it's taken them a while to, to rejig and reconfigure, I think, and figure out exactly what they wanted to do. So we actually found out from um, one of our sister properties on Vancouver Island who received an email just a few hours before we did from TripAdvisor uh, saying that we had won in that particular category. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, congratulations. And you mentioned Thank COVID. You. It has uh, had a huge impact on the hotel industry, the travel industry. How has your summer been so far, all things considered? You know, I would say all things considered, um, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing well. That's what I would say. We've we've had to implement around 30 or 35 different protocols in different areas of the property uh, to ensure that clients are safe and feel safe and that our guests or that our staff feel safe as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, obviously, you know, business is down for sure. You know, tourism is down. The cruise ship market has certainly taken its toll because that's obviously mm-hmm. has come, come to a halt and international flights are down. Of course, the border's closed. So, you know, it's one, two, three punches in a row. So in, uh, in early March, we took the, you know, pretty tough decision to close the property in the first time in almost in 40 years since it, it was, uh, since it opened up. And then we reopened in early July and we're slowly building up our business. We, we don't expect to get back to previous summer numbers for, you know, until next year or even mm-hmm. the year after. But this year, you know, there's, there's travelers out there and there are some uh, corporate travelers that are visiting us and some leisure travelers from around Canada and Vancouver Island and Kelowna, and they're visiting us. And, you know, everybody is in a really good mood, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about those protocols. If I'm checking in, what would be different now than last year at this time? Well, it actually starts during the reservation process. Once you've, if let's say you call us directly to make a reservation, mm-hmm. um, we would have a conversation with you about some of our protocols so you have a sense of what to expect. So, you know, we're, we're all practicing physical distancing and all of our employees are wearing masks and our employees all have a temperature check prior to each shift. Uh, we have increased disinfecting and an emphasis on cleaning and sanitizing touch points such as door handles and elevator buttons and handrails and public restrooms uh, much more than we used to. As you know, hotels already have great uh, cleanliness protocols, mm-hmm. but we just had to up our game a little bit. So it starts with a conversation during the uh, during the reservation process, and then we will send you a reservation confirmation letter with a list of all of the protocols that we have at the property. You know, such as you know one guest, one family, or one traveling bubble in the elevator at a time. And our our employees won't be in the elevator with our guests at the same time. We'll step out if we come down to a a floor and the guest is there at the elevator landing. We'll step out and we'll let the guests travel down by themselves. If we're delivering um, some extra towels or robes to the guest room, we'll set the robes up. Well, first of all, they'll be obviously sparkling clean and sanitized, wrapped in plastic, 
placed in a basket, placed on a stand just outside the guest room door. We'll knock on the door, we'll step six feet back, and then the guests can, um, you know, open the door and easily just collect what they need. And then we can chat with them right then and there and see if they need anything else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we mentioned we mentioned all that in the letter. And then when the guests arrive, our our employees, you know, we have doormen, for example, and they they have gloves on and they have masks. And they will, you know, our approach is just to be as thoughtful and as considerate as possible. So we'll ask the client, what are you comfortable with? Would you like us to valet park your car as usual, or would you like the option of off-site self-parking? And the guests are, you know, some are, um, take us up on the offer for valet parking, and some say, you know what, I'm more comfortable parking the car myself. Where do mm. I go? And then we'll, we'll instruct them where to go as far as uh, the parking locations. Give me some background on the hotel itself now. Where is it? I know it's downtown Vancouver, but downtown Vancouver is a large, large area. And, and how long has it been around? Well, we the hotel opened in 1984. Um, Eleni uh a Greek immigrant, came to Canada and was managing some hotels. And then she purchased this property and closed it for six months, completely renovated it, every room and all the... Uh, public areas and created a beautiful restaurant called Bacchus Restaurant and Lounge. And it was a hit from the get-go. So, you know, back in the mid-80s, there weren't very many uh, boutique hotels in Canada, certainly not very many boutique hotels privately owned, family owned and operated in Canada. So she put the hotel on the map. She was awarded uh, Hotelier of the Year, Independent Hotelier of the Year. And the property has been just a a magnificent success ever since then. Uh, and now the property is owned and operated by uh, her two daughters, Elpie um, Maranakis and Marusa Dumaresk. And um, yeah, so family owned and operated for over 40 years. We're located right in the heart of downtown Vancouver on Hornby Street, right across from the law courts, right across from the art gallery, from Robson Square, in between Smythe and Robson. And Robson, as you know, is the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the shopping district. We're within, uh, we're within eye shot of the beautiful new landmark Nordstrom that opened up a few years ago as well. And a quick five-minute bicycle ride to Stanley Park and about a three-minute taxi or Uber to... Um, Canada place where the cruise ships uh, come and go. Mm-hmm. So a great location. Obviously, once you're there, you can walk to just about uh, any place you want to go or, like you say, a short little uh, taxi or Uber ride. Uh, now, are you using all uh, of your rooms? Tell me how many rooms you have and are, are you using them all at once or how does that work with the COVID? We're u- yeah, great question. We're using 82 rooms. Uh, we're allowing rooms to rest for up to 72 hours in between guests. So mm-hmm. that puts a little bit of a strain on our inventory, but you know we're managing to balance it with the demand of the property. So we will use all our rooms, just not all at the same time. Mm-hmm. The rooms themselves, I'm looking on the website, they look absolutely gorgeous. And is it true they got a, each have a balcony? Because that's unusual for hotels, especially downtown hotels. It is. I think we're one of the few properties in Vancouver with um, a balcony on every single room, a little private balcony. It's a great place to have your morning coffee. And now a lot of clients are having breakfast on their balcony and even dinner on their balcony as well. So 
Um, yeah, lovely views. On the one side, we have Robson Square and city views, and then on the other side, it's more of a um, more of the downtown core views mm-hmm. of uh, of Vancouver. Uh, and uh, is the restaurant open? Bax's Restaurant and Lounge is open now. Right now, just because it's not it's not as busy as it once was, we close the restaurant on Sunday and Monday. But Tuesday to Saturday, we're open with an all-day dining menu and a lounge menu. And Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays, Bacchus Dining Room is open with its um, European style of cuisine menu. So beautiful rack of lamb and uh, salmon and prawns and so on mm. with, uh, with their menu there. Very nice. And what about the spa? Spa is open. The spa is open five days a week. And nice. the spa is surprisingly busy. The spa is doing wonderfully, which is nice to report. Outstanding. You can find out uh, more information on their website, wedgewoodhotel.com. Again, congratulations on being named the number one luxury hotel in Canada by TripAdvisor. And uh, Glenn Elider is the general manager of the uh, Wedgewood Hotel and Spa. Uh, Congratulations again, Glenn. Thanks so much, Randy. Thanks for having me on. And uh, we look forward to to uh, being able to welcome uh, anyone who is uh, in need of a nice uh, staycation or a little break to uh, our lovely property here, downtown Vancouver. Well, since this is the summer of the road trip, one place to venture for many Albertans, or Canadians for that matter, might be the city of Edmonton. So to get some ideas on doing a quick road trip there, or a staycation idea if you live there, we've invited the folks from Explore Edmonton to give us a hand. So helping us out is Meredith McLennan. She is the Media Relations Manager for Explore Edmonton. That's the website, exploreedmonton.com. Hi, Meredith. Hi, how's it going, Randy? It's going well. How's it going in Edmonton this summer? I would venture to guess that if you live outside of Edmonton, uh, many people probably say or have in their mind, I've been there, seen that. Uh, (laughs) Is that kind of the problem that uh, you have lots of people that have been to Edmonton or live in Edmonton, but they never have seen everything? There's got to be lots of things there that they haven't seen and done, right? Absolutely. And there's a ton of new attractions new street art, new restaurants. Um, so it's interesting. Sometimes you talk to somebody from Alberta um, or Calgary that have said, oh, yeah, you know, I've been to Edmonton five years ago or 10 years ago. But um, I've been with tourism for about six years now with Edmonton Tourism. And um, it's actually changed a heck of a lot over even the last five years. Um, you know, we have the new arena, new districts. Um, new museums, new patios, new breweries. So there's a ton that's changed. Even if you've been here two years ago, there's still um, new attractions and new restaurants to check out. Mm-hmm. Well, a, a good place to start is exploreedmonton.com. So uh, give me some ideas. First, uh, let's say for those people outside of Edmonton that might be thinking, oh, I can do a tour, or a, a short two or three night stay and, and give me some ideas on what they can do. Oh, for sure. Um so first, I'm going to start off by talking about a newer attraction, um, and that is the Aga Khan Garden at the University of Alberta Devonian Botanical Gardens. So that's a little bit outside Edmonton, but it's just a short 40-minute drive from downtown, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful garden. Um, specifically new is the Aga Khan Garden, which was actually a gift from the Aga Khan himself to the University of Alberta. 
So it's a 4.8 hectare garden, and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and of course, tons of space to socially distance, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Islamic architecture, and it uses a really beautiful play on geometry, water, light. And the best part is that you can order a picnic from them, featuring all local suppliers from Edmonton area, and uh, sit down and enjoy the views with a beautiful picnic with charcuterie and chocolate from Jasic Chocolate and uh, all different treats. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should, I should back up just a little bit because we are in the, this pandemic thing. So tell yeah. me some of the restrictions and things going on in general that people uh, outside of Edmonton when they're visiting should know. Definitely. Um, so Edmonton has been pretty good at, at um, you know, overcoming and keeping levels really low um, for COVID. But it's been really impressive to see how restaurants have kind of pivoted and expanded their patios and, you know, implemented cleaning protocols and sanitizing protocols. Um, and the, nat- the national parks are open. So Elk Island National Park is open. Mm-hmm. Um, our parks in the city are open. There's just slightly, just a little bit, you know, modified. The theater isn't open in Elk Island and some other areas. But a lot of the areas you can still camp. Um, you just need to be extra careful, hand washing, using um, hand sanitizer when possible. Um, so it's actually been pretty impressive to see how the communities come together and really banded together and pivoted during this time. Mm-hmm. And I would think uh, planning ahead would be uh, a little bit more important now instead of just popping in, for example, to some of the uh, uh, activities and, and things that you have going on, right? Absolutely, especially attractions like uh, the Edmonton Valley Zoo, the Art Gallery of Alberta, and the Royal Alberta Museum. Um, they're all, of course, limiting their the amount of people that can come in every day. Mm-hmm. So you, of course, have to make an appointment, go to, at your time spot. Um, but I know people that have been, and they've said it's been a really great experience. And, of course, we want to make people feel as comfortable as possible when they're visiting the city. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that was one idea. Uh, give me another mm-hmm. idea to visit. Absolutely. So the North Saskatchewan River Valley uh, runs through the middle of Edmonton, and it really is the heart of our city. Um, so it is the largest urban parkland in North America, and it's actually 22 times larger than Central Park in New York. Really? So, yeah, it's absolutely massive. And um, it's great because you can be downtown, you know, at a restaurant or sitting on a patio, and you can be in the River Valley within 10 minutes walk, which is really great. So it's accessible. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and so there's over 150 kilometers of paved trails, and it connects to over 22 different park systems, which is great all around Edmonton. So when you say uh, paved trails, that's my kind of hiking. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. Mine too. And of course, there are those off, you know, those trails for mountain bikers. But I generally stay on the old uh, paved trails. <laughs> okay. Now, for people living in Edmonton who have that sort of thing, ah, yeah, I've been there, been there, been there. Uh, yeah. any, any hidden gems that they haven't even thought of? Yeah, I would say one of Edmonton's hidden gems would be. Um, our street art scene. So we now have over 75 murals all around Edmonton, mostly focused in the old Strathcona, just south of the river and downtown. And there's a ton of beautiful street art just waiting to be explored. Um, Rust Magic is a group in Edmonton that has been instrumental in kind of getting our street art uh, scene up and going. And they actually use crowdfunders to bring in world-renowned graffiti artists to Edmonton to do some of these murals. Um, so there's two new ones. We've got a couple that are um, 
brand new. One is uh, called Rainbow Road, and it's mm-hmm. actually inspired by the Mario Kart uh, level Rainbow Road. So it is uh, a bunch of colorful tiles on an alleyway that is just on Edmonton's White Avenue. And it's really, really beautiful. Tons of people have been going for selfies, and it's only one block from Made by Marcus Ice Cream. So, you know, it's a perfect place to just explore. Um, tons of scooters as well in Edmonton. So people have been out and about on those scooters, checking out beautiful viewpoints in Edmonton and, you know, going to White Avenue, getting ice cream and checking out all the great street art. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- I didn't realize this. Tell me about your uh, prehistoric preserve. Oh, Jurassic Forest. Yes. So Jurassic Forest is uh, a 40 acre prehistoric preserve. Uh, great for kids, of course, especially that are in that age group that are fascinated with all things dinosaurs. Um, so you walk along all these trails and there are large animated dinosaurs <laughs> hiding throughout the forest and they're triggered by motion detectors as you approach. Um, so you can learn all about uh, paleontology and learn about the ancient creatures that uh, lived in the Jurassic Forest. Nice. Uh, so now what are some of the places that you kind of go to that you like to uh, visit in Edmonton? You're an Edmontonian, uh, born and raised, I understand. Uh, so what are some of the places you like to go to? Yeah, I sure am, Randy. So um, Elk Island National Park is also a special uh, gem in the Edmonton area. Um, so Elk Island is 35 minutes east of Edmonton, so very close by. Easy to do, you know, a half day or a day trip. And you can also stay overnight. So Elk Island has over 600 bison roaming the park at any one time. And it was actually pivotal in the bison conservation movement in Canada. So the bison population almost went extinct and Elk Island helped to repopulate them. And I've actually sent them all over the world. So it's a beautiful Aspen Parkland. There's over 250 species of birds. So it's a really nice um, area to just hang out with the family. There's a beautiful lake. Um, There's hikes up to about 16 kilometers all around the lake. And there's also a UNESCO designated biosphere. So what that means is it's great for stargazing and viewing the northern lights because it's free from light pollution. Oh, cool. So I love going to Elk Island. It's one of my favorite spots. Yeah. Um, and Elk Island Retreats actually offer some pretty cool camping options. So they have trappers tents that are pretty well equipped for you. So you don't have to, you know, haul the cooler and the tent and everything like that. Mm. It's all ready to go. And then they also have these great little glamping yurts. So they only have two of them. Um, but there's availability for August and September, and there's two yurts, and they're kind of glamping style. One of them is in a boho design style, and the other one is Scandinavian, and they are fantastic. It's my kind of camping, too. Me, too. (laughs) (laughs) Anything I've missed that you want to add? I would say the Art Gallery of Alberta and the Royal Alberta Museum um, would be great for those culture lovers. Um, Right downtown in Edmonton's Arts District. So the Royal Alberta Museum opened in uh, 2018 and it's a human natural history museum. And um, it's a really fantastic museum and it's central right downtown and great for kids as well because they have the children's gallery and the bug room. Perfect. Lots of things to do in Edmonton. You can... Find out more information and ideas. Explore Edmonton.com. And Meredith McLennan is the Media Relations Manager with uh, Explore Edmonton. Again, their website, exploreedmonton.com. Thanks for your time, Meredith. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And that is this week's Informed Traveller podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveller radio show heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website at theinformedtraveller.ca. 
So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. And if you want to drop me a line, my email is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler. Or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.